0: Hey, everybody, this is Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. Today is March 8th, and happy Sabbath, everyone. Today is the beginning of a new Come Follow Me block. This week's block, we start the book of Jacob. This week, we'll be studying Jacob chapters 1 through 4. And before we actually jump into the scriptures in Jacob, I wanted to talk a little more about Jacob and who he was. We know that he was. Uh, the younger brother of Nephi, the firstborn of Lehi and Sariah in the wilderness. Historians believe he was probably about 10 years old when Lehi and his family arrived in the promised land. So they imagine that Jacob had some memories and some recollection of the hardships of the wilderness. And that's important to remember, um, especially as we see the character of Jacob revealed through the book of Jacob. We know that Jacob, along with his younger brother Joseph, were ordained as priesthood leaders as soon as Nephi and his followers left Laman and Lemuel. In fact, we see in 2 Nephi 5.26, it says, And it came to pass that I, Nephi, did consecrate Jacob and Joseph, that they should be priests and teachers over the land of my people." So when it says that he consecrated them, he gave them the priesthood, and then he gave them priesthood responsibilities to be teachers and gave them responsibility over people. Something that says a lot about Jacob's character is the last conversation that he's having with Lehi. In 2 Nephi 2, Lehi is speaking to Jacob before his death and listen to the things that he says about Jacob. In verse 2, he says, Nevertheless, Jacob, my firstborn in the wilderness, thou knowest the greatness of God, and he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. Wherefore, I know that thou art redeemed because of the righteousness of thy Redeemer. For thou hast beheld that in the fullness of times he cometh to bring salvation unto men, and thou hast beheld in thy youth his glory. Wherefore, thou art blessed, even as they unto whom he shall minister in the flesh." So we know here that Jacob received an incredible witness of Jesus Christ. Now it goes on to say in that verse, for the spirit is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So we don't know if he gained that witness of Jesus Christ in his ministry just by the spirit, or if it was by a vision or through the spirit in a vision, I don't know. But we do know that at this point in his life, he had obtained an incredible witness of Jesus Christ and his earthly ministry. And at this point, by my best guess, he was about mid-teen to late-teen. So he was a young man at this point. And he had this incredible witness of Jesus Christ at such a young age. And then if you take a look at 2 Nephi 11, this is about 30 to 40 years later. Nephi says about Jacob, he says, and my brother Jacob has also seen him, him being the savior, even as I have seen him. So here we are 30 years after that. And we know at this point that Jacob has actually seen Jesus Christ. Now, whether that was as a teenager, like what Lehi was saying, or if it was sometime in between being a teenager and here, in 2 Nephi 11. But either way, we know that from a very young age, Jacob had a witness of Jesus Christ and a very special, different kind of witness of Jesus Christ. And I think that that says a lot about the kind of person Jacob was. He was one of those people that was just kind of born with this spiritual nature. Okay, so some more cool things about Jacob we know that Jacob was most likely named after Jacob, the father of the 12 tribes. And if my voice felt a little more up to par, I would sing, you know, Jacob and Sons from from <laughs> Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dream Co. But nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> um, something really neat about Jacob is you can tell in his writings that he is extremely intellectual. His writings show that he is very smart and a very, very deep thinker, but he has an ability to explain those deep and important concepts in plain words, but kind of on a deeper level. Um, We see that especially in 2 Nephi 9. And so I think that's something that's really cool um, and admirable about Jacob is his intellect and how smart he was. A group of people who did research on the different writers of the Book of Mormon and how they differed from each other said that Jacob writes in a way that's very humble, very vulnerable, and very tender. So that gives us a little insight into who Jacob was as a prophet and the kind of man that he was and the way that he taught. I love that understanding as we jump into the teachings of Jacob. Okay, so let's jump right into Jacob chapter one, verse two, he says, and he gave me, he here is referring to Nephi. So it says, and he gave me Jacob a commandment that I should write upon these plates a few of the things which I considered to be most precious that I should not touch, save it were lightly concerning the history of this people, which are called the people of Nephi. So I really like that because it sets us up with this idea that every single thing that is in the book of Jacob, Jacob considers to be the most precious teachings that he could write. That seems to be the case with all of the small plates. The small plates consist of the first and second books of Nephi, Jacob, Enos, Jerem, and Omni. Um, did you guys just sing the song in your head too from primary? Because I did a little bit. <laughs> um... So those books are the small plates of Nephi. And so we don't get a lot of history in those books. The history was preserved for the larger plates. But in those small plates, we get the most precious truths. And in verse four, Jacob is going to clarify what he considers the most precious truths that he could write. It says, And if there were preaching which was sacred, or revelation which was great, or prophesying, that I should engrave in the heads of them upon these plates and touch upon them as much as it were possible for Christ's sake and for the sake of our people. So Jacob's goal is to write down the sacred preaching, the great revelations, and the prophesying that happened while he had these plates. So keep that in mind as you read. I love the last part of that verse where it says that he would engrave those things upon the plates for Christ's sake and for the sake of his people. Now, it took me a second. I had to think about that for a while. Why would writing these things in this book be for Christ's sake? And then I thought of the scripture in Moses 139, classic scripture where it says, for behold, this is my work and my glory to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man. So if... Christ's work and his glory is to help save us and to help bring to pass our immortality, then the work that Jacob was doing in writing the revelations, the preachings, and the prophesying and teaching us of Christ furthers Christ's work. And so for Christ's sake, they wrote the preaching, the prophesying, and the revelations. But more importantly, those things were written down for our sake so that we could learn of Christ, so that we could understand the prophecies, and so that we could have the great preaching that was done in Jacob's day. Because truly, that is the great desire of all these Book of Mormon prophets. If you look in verse 7, it says, Wherefore, we labor diligently among our people, that we might persuade them to come unto Christ, and partake of the goodness of God, that they might enter into his rest, That's their desire. All these things that they're doing, all the preaching, all the prophesying, all the things that they're going through, they do so that they can persuade us to come unto Christ, to partake of the goodness of God. The goodness of God, meaning his great blessings that he has prepared for those who will obey him and to enter into his rest. Which, yes, that rest comes after this life when we can be with him again. But also, it's the rest that we can obtain in this life when we're obedient to God's commandments. Because I testify, life is so much easier when we keep the commandments of God. So much easier. We can find rest in this life as we obey. And we have that peace of consciousness and that peace of mind and the spirit of comfort that comes through righteousness and worthiness. That is the great desire of all the Book of Mormon prophets, but especially of Jacob. He worked so hard so that he could convince us to come unto Christ, to partake of the incredible blessings of God, and so that we could find rest. Tomorrow we're going to talk a little more about Jacob 1 and what Jacob can teach us about leading inside the church, and in the gospel. I'm excited to study that a little more with you tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I'm truly so humbled by your kind words and kind comments about this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.